0: hey dudes dudettes mams madams sirs guys whatever it is that you identify as it's me amanda it's been maybe about a week i'm actually you know gonna be able to have a little bit of a traction going have some extra time coming up so I can actually do a full episode and have full talks and talk about whatevs but again welcome um, to it's all about growth I guess it's what's gonna be called from now on if I change it you'll know if not uh, you'll know yeah anyways how's everybody doing um, hope you're doing well hope your week has been well um, did something new tried something new had fun with your friends um etc etc. My week has been um it's been alright. Um mainly been, you know, again working at my job and um doing a lot of job hunting and revamping my resume cover letters and um as I said before I'm gonna be here for in Florida for a little bit longer. Um Looking, it looks like it might not be as long as I anticipated, but as of right now, I'm still kind of like, you know, I want a second job, try to bring in some extra money. Um, But other than that, you know, my mom had to go in for surgery, um, a major surgery as far as, you know, removing um, a full hysterectomy and some other things that had to be checked upon. She also had a tumor so that I had to be taken out as well um and according to the doctor it wasn't invasive so that's a good thing but we still have to wait for the pathology to come in about two weeks and then the genetics testing coming in about a month so anyways as far as that goes like that was good it's been like a couple of long couple of days she had to stay overnight and i stayed with her but you know during, during excuse me during the night nurses have to come in and do all these tests during the night I'm in there on this chair just like there was no sleep so I just had a really exhausting couple of days but you know I'm still I'm up and at again gotta get to cracking gotta get some things done excuse me and this is what happened like I got a little sick as well but um yeah my first time experiencing staying overnight at a hospital um I haven't really had many run-ins with the hospital, to be honest. My grandmother has been there for a surgery, but it was like a day in and da- day out, same day surgery. Wasn't anything like overnight, that kind of thing. So that was an interesting experience. The people at the hospital that I went to at Health First, they're amazing. Um, very kind, kind doctors, kind nurses. Um, and that's the kind of thing you want when you're, you're there in, in a place you're not used to, in, in an environment you're not used to. So yeah, other than that, um, I'm just yeah today is just a catch up do some chores day and get ready for the week and get ready to tackle what's gonna happen this week oh um on Valentine's Day hey happy belated 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 Valentine's Day for those of you that celebrate it I myself don't care for it as I don't care for most holidays um but I also don't care about Valentine's Day not because I'm single and I'm salty um it's primarily because it was a like, a lot of the holidays, it was something that was um, created for the, the sake of consumerism. And I don't want to sound like, oh, you're one of those negative Nancys. No, I'm not. I'm not going to yuck your yum. You loved Valentine's Day. Go at it. Um, just my opinion of it is just like, I'm not here to... Um, one day out of the year that people have to feel obligated to get their significant others things and feel like they have to one up everybody um i hate the idea that you know you're just putting pitting each other pitting people against each other and you know setting people up for failure and valentine's day can be one of those days um or you can have a really great significant other that is just over the top and you know spoils you Um, But my idea is like, I have no expectations for that day. Even when I do end up having a significant other or partner, I'm not exactly, I don't expect them to fulfill this idea that you have to get me something for Valentine's Day. Unfortunately, I know that because I've grown up these 33 years of being around this day and it has been, it's been hyped up. Like there is a slight expectation, but I myself hope that it's nothing like this person doesn't have any desire to have to do anything. Like he will he will have been doing things throughout the year that Valentine's Day means absolutely nothing when it does come up. So that's my idea. Again, not yucky. Anybody's yum. You do you. But I hope if you have a significant other that they did what they were supposed to do for Valentine's Day. If you celebrate it. And if you don't celebrate it. That you guys had a nice dinner whatever um but anyways I spent it I worked and then I after work I went had some chick fil um as chick fila as my grandmother would say um and went and watched Alita um new James Cameron um, movie that he just put out that's been I thought it was supposed to come out last year but I don't know for whatever reason maybe they pushed it for whatever um but this is actually one of those movies that was an, it is based off an anime that I'm not familiar with, and there's a lot of animes that I'm or manga I should say that I'm not familiar with because that was one area that I have kind of missed out on. So um, yeah, it was beautifully done. It um the 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 cinematic like the CGI was superb, beautifully done. The character of Alita, she's all computer generated but I know that they did like the whole behind the scenes where the person is dressed in all green and they have the dots on them I know that was part of it as well but just the way it was put in it just seamlessly so beautifully done um as far as characters and storyline um that lacked a little bit to me um it it needed a little bit more um so I wasn't like, I didn't come out mad that I saw the movie um, but the storyline was, you know it was a little lackluster um, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler whoever listens to this, I'm letting you know ahead had a time spoiler um, there will be a second movie or maybe a third because it, apparently based on the manga like they still have a lot more to talk about and to put in so this is basically like the introduction introductory intro. Can you speak? It was the movie to introduce you to the character of Alita, um, and you know just the first of how many movies. I'm not sure how many more are going to come out, but um, you know how James Cameron does with his movies, um, especially with sequels to it, i.e. Avatar, which I'll talk about in a second. But they tend to take a few years in between before you get the second half. So at the end of the movie, you you're expecting this, you're waiting for this thing to happen. And it never happens because at the end of the movie, it's kind of like, you're gonna have to wait to the next one to see what it looks like. And you're like, no, curse you, James Cameron. So that was me. It wasn't bad. I think everybody, if you really like, you know, anime and you're into those kind of action movies, check it out. It's good entertainment. beautifully done just imaginative in a sense as far as like the manga, manga goes like I know it wasn't James Cameron who came up with it so I'll definitely be checking that out I'm probably gonna go buy them and you know read them because now I'm intrigued as I said before with Avatar I'm saying that because I just recently read an article that I thought Avatar was only going to be three other movies or two other movies I was wrong Mr. Cameron is going to make this a five movie arc. Five avatars. Yes, that's correct. I said it. Five avatars. The second one is supposed to come out, which the one we've been waiting... I don't even know how long it's been since the first one. I, mean, I feel like it was ages ago that came out. Early 2000s, maybe, um, that came out. So we were probably waiting like 10 years or so for this movie. But that one doesn't come out till next year. And then the one... The third one is projected to come out in 2022. So maybe he's doing them one year. And then there's a big gap between between the third and fourth one. And then the last one is supposed to be projected coming out in 2025. So my thing is like I'm probably going to see them. Well, I'll will take I'll take that back. Depending on how well the second one turns out and how much it catches my eye will determine whether or not i will continue on because i don't unlike you know avatar everybody knows it was a story bitten off of something else pocahontas blah blah blah. but um as far as movies being like made into these long series unless it was a book generally you lose me after a while i.e transformers i don't know how many transformers they've made i feel like it's been like six because you know they had a whole bunch of them that I didn't see after the second one I think after that I was just like whatever and then I think they just released one with bubble which I know that probably didn't do well because I it literally was in the theater and then out like two seconds later so anyways you know yeah you know it was a good movie Alita please go see it remember Avatar comes out who knows when anyways let's move on to the next segment I want to talk a little bit about the news As far as the news goes, so I'm going to talk about a couple of things that have been happening for like, since like January, a little bit in between February. Um, so it's going to be like a mismatch of things. Just bear with me. Um, so um, first off, starting off, yeah, as it, most people know who live in the Saints, it is Black History Month. So I kind of wanted to start out with talking about something that I just recently watched. It's called The Killings, The Two Killings of Sam Cook. Um, if you're not familiar you're with um, Sam Cooke, he is, um, I don't know if I want to consider him Motown per se. Um, he's hes a black artist that was had started back in the, I want to say back in the 40s. Um, a lot of these artists are, a lot of these songs that people are, I remember, I hear nowadays are snippets of songs that were made back in the day. But um, Sam Cooke is one of the ones that everybody has probably heard a lot of his songs, but you just didn't realize it was him. Um, one example of a song is Chain Gang. Um, that's the sound of the man working on the chain. Yeah. That's him. Um, what a Wonderful World. He initially wrote the first one, not the one that I think... I think who was the one that sang it that's known so well. Um, Louis Armstrong, I believe it was. Um, and then he's also known for you. Ever heard I was born by the river in a little tent, something like that. And then he there's a, a chorus like change gone come. That's him. I'm not singing it very well because I am not a singer, but I'm just kind of giving you an idea who he is um I know his music but I didn't know about him and on Netflix there is a remastered redone apparently um docu on him it's called again it's called his two killings of Sam Cooke this man and I'm just giving a little snippet of him grew up fell in love with music got a part of the scene I believe when he was 14 um had this idea because you know back in the day black people, black men and women, even within the music scene, you know, were discriminated, prejudice, bigotry, racism was put upon them. And, you know, they weren't as glamorous as, you know, what we see and the pictures and things like that. Behind the scenes, these men and women dealt with just like everything else that every other black person dealt with during that time. And which is the 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, um, of just... Outright discrimination, overt discrimination, prejudice, etc. So this young man grew up within the church, was making music there, or singing music, and then he wanted to sing his own, made his own music. He ended up making, creating his own like um, record label. And during the time, you know, a lot of things were happening back then, as far as you know, the the freedom walkers, the men and women who which I'll talk about next, next one, but give me some of those men and women were the ones who started out the sit-ins, the, they, they wanted to sit in for, um, the right to vote. Um, so they started the peaceful protests and Sam Cooke was one of the ones who he knew Martin Luther King Jr. He knew, um, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X. He got along with all of them. They, you know, And their ideas and ideals and understanding of what, how he perceived what black people needed, it resonated with him. So he wrote a lot of music that centered around his struggles as being a black man and became very outspoken. Um, And in the end, it was shot dead. which is another thing that, you know, if you watch the, the, the show, you'll understand. This is, if you know, like most of the men like um, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King Jr., um, Sam Cook, numerous of outspoken men and women back in the day were shot dead, um, quote unquote, they don't know why or by you know by the government and you know it might sound like a clean conspiracy theory but it's actually truthful it's the facts that's what happened but anyways talked a lot about him anyways check him out watch the docu amazing amazing man such an appreciation for him and all that he's done next up news wise so I'm trying to quickly go through it just Jesse Smollett I don't know if you um you guys out there are into the news or you keep up with things that are going on and what's happening. Um, but Jesse um, was just, was in the news recently because of, well, <sighs> so I'm just going to paraphrase. Jesse Samala is in, is a gay man who is an actor on a popular television series. Called um, Empire. Empire has been around. It's been, I think, it's in its like sixth season right now, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, it's it's in its sixth season at the moment, I believe, sixth or seventh. I don't know. I used to watch it and then I stopped because it just got too much. It's just you know, it's a little too much in my handle. Anyways, a few weeks ago, um, he was allegedly assaulted by two people um two people in masks after at t- after 2 a.m in the morning in chicago he's walking home after eating subway they got him as he's walking out um beat him threw bleach on him put a noose around his neck basically called him the n-word from empire um and the you know the f-word from empire and yelled out maga and make america great again to him jumped forward he ended up taking himself to the hospital um they put him in he told everybody this is what happened now again i'm not here to discredit what he was saying um that's what he said he dealt with you know i can't say otherwise because i don't know um, there hasn't been, they've only recently caught or brought two men into question and then quickly released them as of right now. And again, apparently Chicago police department has been known for smearing things and changing things and lying a lot. So uh, as far as, um, this goes. I'm giving you what I've been given, and so you can kind of make your own choice. But as of right now, those two men were brought into question, and apparently they said that the um, hunt or whatever for these people have been put to, on hold because it has come to to the the, the discovery cited by the police, Chicago Police Department, that there's been new evidence to say. Allegedly, that Jesse um, orchestrated the attack, um, hired two men, two Nigerian men, to um, harass him and assault him in the streets, um, and that that these two men are apparently cooperating with law enforcement. So, I at this moment in time, I don't know what to say. I will say honestly when it did happen with jesse i'm never here to say that those things don't happen because you do have people who are harassed in such a manner and in the uh, daily um as far as jesse saying like people the, the whole situation it just seemed a little suspect um a little on the nose so i'm not here to deny what he has said and i'm not here to say that it did happen i don't know we based off of what he's saying you have to take his word because i don't know him as a person i don't know what was going on in his mind i don't know but i hope the truth comes out and it comes out the way it should come out whether or not he's telling the truth or not i want to believe him i want it to be factual so i'm hoping that you know this is going to turn out in favor like we don't I don't want this to be something that smears his credibility and I don't want it to be a smack in the face to the rest of the people in this world who stood up for and stood out for Jussie because you know I there's been many stories that people have done things like that before like corrupt or making things up and causing these stories just to you know bring light to something and they feel like it was a good thing to do but you know in the end it ends up the worst choice ever so anyways keep your eye on that see what happens i'll let you guys know if there's something else that happens next week and things come out or maybe you might watch the news and you might already have more information than i do um moving right along um liam neeson mr taken star wars Uh, i actually only know him from taken because i don't and Star Wars. I don't really watch any of his other movies, but you know he was in the news again. I think last week um, for a a um, news broadcast. Excuse me, a broadcast that he had talking with a journalist about his upcoming movie that came. out. Oh, it came out already. I think it's called per- Cold Pursuit. Basically, people, s- uh, Kid Fury citing Kid Fury saying that it was basically taken on ice. It is basically him going after somebody murdered his son in the cold that's basically what happens based off of what I've read um anyways Liam I don't know what the question was um they were talking about you know the story and of course which I'm going to get into um the media and news outlets are good about cutting things out and not giving you enough context and I'm not here to say what Liam Neeson said was good I just know that we didn't hear the before or after what happened but based off the clip that we heard Mr. Neeson was was recalling a story of how back in I think it was Ireland that one of his closest friends said that she was raped and she was raped by a black man he got angry he went out to the streets with a club and said that he wanted he said that he wanted any black bastard that came along if any black bastard came along his way he, he wanted to kill them um and and that is basically all we got um now from that little snippet you're kind of like what the heck, Liam like why would you say that based on what I've been hearing afterwards like beforehand like they were talking about stories of basically trying to relate it to his movie about how you know you're when somebody messes with a family a friend you have such anger in you that you want to go out and hurt somebody so I'm assuming that's why he was answering and that was his example to that story was how this is how I relate to it in real life now granted after and then after he said that statement as well Liam said that he doesn't think that way now but he realizes that it was wrong but that's what he felt at that time and that's you know some uh, an example now he could have kept it he didn't need to say it you know that example of all things was not probably the best. And it's been a PR nightmare for him and his whole team. Um, but yeah, like as far as that goes, you know, as far as media goes, again, we have to be vigilant and diligent and understanding that you are you're only getting a certain percentage of what's been said. You don't know what the whole context, because the news can only give you so much. And, when you only take in those little snippets you're going to miss out on a lot of things now granted Liam was wrong with what he was saying and wrong timing um but also the news media is wrong for just portraying it just as him just seeing him as only being this way they didn't give us both sides so with that being said I'm not saying you don't need to cancel him like you do you whatever I'm not really like we'll see how this goes again I'm not he shouldn't have said it wisdom sometimes needs to take more of a precedent but you know what it's either here nor there well on the same note Michelle Rodriguez um, was sticking up for her friend because they were in a movie her Michelle and Vi- Viola Davis and Liam Neeson were just in a recent movie called Widows and Liam Neeson was the husband of Viola Davis if you're not familiar with her she is a black woman he's white um michelle wanted to put her two cents in and saying basically i'm paraphrasing that she was like he can't be racist because did you see the way that he kissed viola davis in the movie is a racist, a person whose races won't kiss somebody of another race that they don't like like the way he did in the movie okay okay small history lesson slavery black slaves and their masters especially women um many a times were taken advantage of. These m- masters, quote unquote, didn't like their slaves, but in the midst of that, a lot of them had relationships, got their their slaves um um pregnant, and according to them, you know, they still didn't like the slaves and they were still beneath them, but they still took the time out to kiss and rape and have sex and quote unquote relationships with their slaves so her her statement is unfounded and stupid um and she since retracted what she said but you know people doesn't take but two seconds to think about what you're gonna say before you say it don't say stupid stuff like that when you don't know anything um and she should know better as well like that was the dumbest response dumbest thing to say point blank but i digress moving on quickly. There's a lot of things I want to talk news wise because there's a lot of interesting things. Um, the Green New Deal. Um, quickly, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, if you're not familiar with her, she is a the representative, a Democratic representative out of New York, um, senator. She's I like her. She's an amazing um, young lady. And not saying I agree with everything she does, but you know what? She is a young lady who's out here to affect change and a lot of things that she does is something that we as individuals have not done period point blank period um she and her and senator ed mark markey from massachusetts um released a green new deal um which if you want to read the entire final version i found the final version off of um vox vox um Um, the OX box Um, if you look up uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Green New Deal it'll show you the entire deal and it's in its glory on its site the full version is there It's several pages it's very long but you know you want to stay you want to stay ahead of time and you want to know these things check it out it's there for you to read Basically, the deal is wanting to combat climate change, um, global warming, which is a thing. And if you don't believe global warming isn't a thing, you know what, then don't listen to this part because, hey, Um, but as far as it goes, this is trying to combat the future of the earth um, because it's going to effectually by a year, what is it? They said 2030 that it could be such a drastic change within the earth's climate that it will cause so much damage so much um um such a change to human activity upon this earth that if it's not changed soon the future of this planet is in great peril as of right now and and then the report has found that human activity is one of the dominant causes of the change of the of the Earth's atmosphere. We are part of it. You know, sea level rising, increasing wildfires, severe storms, droughts, extreme weathers that have already caused so much damage upon our own lives and lives of others um, that it needs to change. So. As far as like reading this whole thing out, I'm not going to. I'm I'm giving it up to you guys. Take it out. I literally just gave you where it is, what it's at. Take a minute to read it, you know, see what you agree with and disagree with. But check it out because this is something that does affect us, especially now because we were going to be around for a few more years. At least me. I already got, I'm only 33, so I have a few good more years left in my life. And I want, you know, if I'm going to have children, like this is the, the. the earth that we're leaving them behind like what are we doing to make sure and ensure that this is what we're not leaving them a planet that's going to be devastated and them having to pick up the pieces um so anyways i will cut that short but other things that i want to talk about probably next week the taxing billionaires um fear-mongering and yeah I got the the national emergency that mr Trump has put upon, but I'm not going to talk about that. Let's just, let's just end it on a somewhat good note. That's the news articles for this week. Let's go on for a major topic. So my topic for this week is something that I am very familiar with, that I understand it just is in me. Only child and single parent. Yes, that's right. I'm talking about this because basically mainly what's been going on with my mom and just a couple other people that I, I follow. There's another lady, um, a comedian, actress extraordinaire called, she's, her name is Amanda Seals. She is from Florida. Her mother is from Grenada, Grenada which is part of the, the Caribbean islands. Um, I kind of identify a lot with her because she grew up as a single uh, child with a single mom, with a single mom with a single parent from the islands. I grew up with a mom who is a single mother, but is from the, from England. But I also grew up with my grandmother who is, um, West Indian grown up, grew up in Antigua. Um, she was a single mom for majority of, um, the children's lives. So, you know, I've come, I come from a line of a single parents, single mothers more so, um, so yeah, I wanted to discuss a couple of things. You know, first off, um, wanna say I my parents did divorce when a little bit before I was born, um, my dad, mom and dad, um were both in the Marines. From what I gathered, the reason why they divorced had to do with the choice that my dad made to make it had to do with money. He went overseas during that time back in the eighties there was like incentives for people who are part of the military to go over to um a country, I don't remember which country it is, but if you went there, you would end up with a certain amount of money. I think it was an upwards of a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. Some absorbent amount. I don't, not really sure, but you know, my mom was pregnant with me and she didn't want him to go. He decided to go. and, And I guess that, that was the icing on the cake, I guess, as far as their relationship went. So it dissolved. They divorced, yada, yada. I grew up with my mom. Um, you know, she took care of me as a single mom, um, for my entire, you know, childhood to adolescence to a little bit of my adult life. So yeah. Um, but as far as me and my end and growing up as an, as a only child, um, a few things, only children seem to get the bad rap. And I understand that. I think I'm an outlier as far as only child, child goes. Um, I'm not the type that seeks, um, um, what's the term? I'm not here for all eyes on me. I'm not here to be the center of attention um I'm not here to not be giving up my things or have to have all the new things or you know I didn't grow up with um the single child mentality i didn't wasn't given all the things that I wanted or you know desired. I was given things because I had a grandparent, my grandmother, my dad's mom, desire to fill in the spot that my dad didn't. Um, she was the one that provided all the, you know, things that kids want back in the day. You know, she buy the Nintendo, she bought me my my sneakers, she bought me clothes, she bought me, you know, um, purses, all these things that my dad never did and she was the one that filled that role. So in reality I've never really as far as if you think about it like there's only the three women in my life my two grandmothers and my mom who basically raised me um my dad didn't have a hand in it he side note my dad was in prison I think he was in prison for upwards of eight years um for trying to rob a bank at gunpoint he had never been um, put in jail or or made any other um didn't break the law before then so they gave him a a short sentence you know he came out as a you know model citizen as far as being in jail and yada yada um but yeah and so my relationship with him growing up was mainly dealing with that whole uh would you like to call from you know Pennsylvania something facility from Jock Jones that was basically what I had to deal with from like growing up so with my dad so that and that end you know my relationship with him was never, it never grew. It's basically just the same now. It's not as bad as it was. Like we have conversation here and there, but I haven't really talked to him and I have no ill will towards him because he also remarried. He has a wife of how many years and three children, um, 18 and under 18, almost 18, 18, 16 and 14. So for me, it's like, I'm years older than them and you need to focus on them, do what you didn't do with me with them. So I don't really care to have too much of a leeway with that. But anyways, growing up as, as an only child, there's the things that, you know, people don't realize with only children. You especially with a single parent, you have a single parent that has to take care of you and herself and life. Um and for me as a person, as a child, even now I was very much hyper aware of that, you know, hyper aware that money was a thing, hyper aware that I'm not going to be able to get these things, hyper aware that I need to be content with what I have. And I never really wanted too much for my mom except for a little bit of freedom because when I was at the time attending church, I just wanted the freedom just to hang out and hang out as late as I wanted to. So with people from church. So thankfully, in that respect, I was able to demand that. And, and hang out with them as opposed to doing other things. It could have been other things, but I never was that type of kid. I never got involved in, you know, drinking, drugs, etc. None of that. Never really appealed to me. I was just the one at home reading books, watching TV, playing video games, that kind of thing. Um, and then most of my time took up with helping out at church. So that was me. But as far as personality wise, you know, you kind of lose out on things because, you know, you don't have people to talk to. Even though I live with my grandmother and my mom at the time, um, my grandmother was very, she worked and she had her own, you know, set away. She'd come home and had dinner cooked already and eat dinner and go to her room. And then I'd be out watching TV because my mom had to work late. So it was basically me just raising myself and just trying to do, be normal as best as I could. Um, I, I know that only children are looked upon as these oddities, like there's something wrong with you because unfortunately when, when you have an only child and you have a parent, parents or parents that they tend to overindulge the children, um, because that's the child is all they have. And you spend all your resources towards just one child. You don't have several children or more than one child to do so. So you want to make sure your kid is getting all they can. Um, But, you know, I also think that there's a balance, you know, there's always a balance. If one is more than the other and you're imbalanced, of course, there's going to be things that are come out that are just going to be, but I know for me, from my respect, I'm not, as an only child, I do realize that there are things I do because of my own upbringing as far as relationship with friends and family, like even family, we live down here. Most of our family is either in Antigua, England, or living up north, New, New York, New Jersey, um, that area. Most of, nobody else lives down here except my mom and my grandmother. So as far as that goes, I've never had like the family dynamic as everybody else has with having your cousins close by, your aunt, uncles close by. I've had none of that. All of them are up north. So I've just been used to just being you know isolated in that respect. So I didn't even get a chance to even even though I might have been there might be only children sometimes with only children they still have their cousins and, and et cetera that they are around and I too I'm not I too I'm one of those that didn't. Um, But that affects you you don't realize how much it does affect you until you get older and then you go out into the world and I learned to navigate you know I'm worked at my jobs at like Starbucks and I took, you know, I realized, oh, okay, I'm a little bit, I am a little odd because I don't really talk that much. And when I do talk, it's only because I trust you enough. So it takes a little bit of time. And then, um, yeah. And then when I do find friends that I connect with, I want to latch on and, and keep them, you know, around me and have them you know, spend time with me as much as I can, instead of realizing that these people also have their own lives to live. So, I mean, as a fault, yeah, that's a fault that I know that I have. And I based off of that, I based that fault off of just not having um, that, you know, friends or family members that you had growing up that, you know, you had a healthy dynamic that wasn't a part of my life. Even with growing up and being a part of the church and having my quote unquote friends, you know, they, all, they, most of them had their own, had siblings. Most of them, pretty much all. I don't think I grew up any, around anybody that was an only child. I believe I was the only one within our group. Everybody else had siblings. So you had siblings and they had their family. So, you know, I was more of like a secondary or tertiary person. Like if they had family things to do, then you're not going to be included. So you're always, you kind of ostracized. Like, you, you know, you want to hang out, but you can't because you don't have anybody else. Um so I I can see how that's perceived as being weird and you know only children are weird but you have to understand as only child you are your only friend <laughs> you are unless you have close people that are, that have you around all the time you are your only friend your parent has to work you know the the amount of time you see your parent is maybe few and far between like my mom would work nights you know go to school during the day before she became a teacher and even so when she became a teacher but worked i'd be at school she'd come home she'd have to go to work she'd come home late go back to school so i'd only see her maybe on the weekends for a couple hours and that was it um so i had to you know make my own food go to school do all those things on my own that's how i ended up you know learning how to cook you know cleaning and Washing clothes and, you know, um finding out things I had to find out on my own because my mom wasn't always, couldn't be there because of work. And when she was, when she became a teacher, you know, those days were, she'd come home tired because, you know, working with special needs, special ed kids, you have, that's another thing. And then weekends was... Grading papers and going over things, so there wasn't any time really for her to be around me, so it was just like, well, okay, you know, I, and I, you know as for me, like I understand like I get it, she has to do these things, you know she has to make money, she has to do these things, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, so you know you, you you fall into those things, that's what it becomes that's life for you as a single as an only child to a single parent, you know that is life for most of us, most of us don't see your parent for majority of your life because they are focused in working you can't you don't get a chance and you have to learn to navigate the world as best as you can without them aiding you know i had to learn about a lot of, most of the things i learned about wasn't from my mom it was just from me being around people and being observant and just listening and taking in and then i didn't understand something you know when the internet came around just go on the internet what is this and find out for my own so yeah um you know, growing up as a in, you know, middle school, high school again. You know, saw as an oddity. Like I just kept to myself. Had a couple of friends here and there, never really hung out with anybody outside of school. Um, you know, had my friends at school, but other than that, you see them out of school. It was just like they don't know you. You know, so you know, it was that was me. I'm not here just to like have like a sob story. Just telling you guys like, single. If you have friends who have only one child or you know a person who is an only child, you got to understand that we grew up differently, way differently, especially if you're single parent home. You're, and then now this age, you know, I have my mom who's 59 years old and she just had this um, surgery, major surgery and had a tumor and, you know, how to find out whether it is, I mean, it was stage, it is stage one. But they have to like make sure and double check that it's not gonna continue on. Like, there's an extra burden on you of knowing what to do when your parent gets to an age, or something happens to them. Like, are you going to be able to take care of them? And have they been taking care of things on their own? And you know, all the worries about finances and those kind of things take place, and it falls on you. Um, my mom does have siblings. She has an older brother and a younger sister. But again, as I said, they live up north, they're not down south, so, you know, a lot of the things kind of fall upon me, especially being the daughter, and and her mom, who is, you know, she's pushing 80, you know, she's also getting older, so it's, both of them are down here, you know, my mom needs to become a little bit more healthy, and my grandmother is, you know, spry enough, but she's also at that point where it's kind of like, I have to realize that there's gonna be a time where we're gonna have to figure out what to do with her, and you know, it's, it's a burden. It becomes a burden. It's more of a realization to me now, since I've been back for about four months now, like see my mom and how she hasn't really necessarily been taking care of herself due to her being involved in so many things and not putting herself first has played a role. Um, and they also have stated, like the doctor also stated when she, the tumor, like it could be the tumor is related to just being unhealthy. And that's what it is. Like, she's been this way for a long time. And I, you know, I never want to take off of like the, the amount of work and strength that she has taking care of me and herself and living the life that she wants and tailoring a life that she wants, you know, having a house and doing things, you know? Yeah. Like I'm happy that she was able to do that, but I also want her to be at peace and to be, to be able to live out her life with that peace. And it's kind of hard when you're, such a feeling type person. I'm very empathetic, very intuitive. Um, so it's just like a lot of things, like I may not, you don't have to say anything, but it's just who, how you are, just the, it, I bet, the best way I could say is like the aroma of how people feel falls on me and I feel it and I know it. And I, you know, it's hard to see your family members like dealing with things and you're like, I want to help, but I can't. So it's kind of like, you know, it becomes a burden. Being an only child, you know, there are the perks, the perks of, you know, having, not having to share things with other people, having your own space, having um, whenever people have to buy stuff, it's only for you. You know, those are, you know, perks, there are perks to it, not having to deal with all those things. But, you know, at the same time, it's a perk and it can be, it's a, sometimes not a perk because you still have to deal with a lot of things on your own. Um, so I just want to, you know, food for thought, like, you know, just throwing it out there topic wise, you know, if you're an only child, like, Hey, like I see you, we see each other. (laughs) Um, and you're not weird. You're not, um, um, not personable. You're not any of what might be put on you as far as what people perceive only children there're more to everything. It's just like an iceberg, you know, at top you see this a little bit, there's a lot going on underneath. Never um, now I'm not saying that there's not any single children whose parents didn't create um terrors <laughs> who didn't create these kids who have to go out into the world and they don't even know how to live out into the world. They don't know anything about the world. Those parents, it's on them from creating that and unfortunately you know, due to the nature of single parenting or, you know, only child, there's some people that take it too far. And you have kids who just come out expecting things from the world that the world is like, no, that's not how it goes, which is unfortunate. Um, it's, I mean, it happens to anybody, but I think for an only child, it can be more heightened because it's just you and you don't have, you know, your siblings there to smack you in the place and say, Hey, it's not about you. Um, but Yeah, there very much are people who've created these children, these men and women who are out in the world, who are only children that grew up expecting the world and have to understand that that's just not how it is. And I know for a fact, like, when I have kids, I'm having kids at least at minimum two, at maximum four. But I will never have one child. Because I also realize that having an only child... To me, it's not a, not a bad thing, but I just think it's more important to have, you know, other people, siblings d- do give you um, something that, you know, you don't get from just being an only child. And also having siblings does help with the burdens of living through life, especially with your parents and things like that. Like you're not feeling as though you're solo and alone you that none of that exists when you have families that you know siblings are there but anyways just a small little topic like you know there's many other things you could talk about as far as like only child we we have have a bad rep but i'm here to tell you guys that we're not all that bad there are a lot of us out here who are really great give us a chance um and you know and, and as well as you know as far as like You know, talking with other people, especially, like, um, knowing, you know, having conversations with people of the opposite sex and, you know, growing up and not feeling awkward. There's just a whole lot of things that go into play as, as being an only child. And especially as an only child who is a woman, like myself, you know, being that I've had to do pretty much all the things that traditionally are for a male role you know, you are both male and female. Like you are both of it in one. Like that's what I am. Like I don't, I'm here to, things to get done, I'm gonna have to do it myself. I don't seek out help because all these years had to be me um, or my mom having to do it ourselves. I've never had an example of a man doing that. And the few times that I've had asked for men's help, you know, they kind of, um, let, it was a letdown, you know, like I ask for one thing and it's just, you know, it's too much or it's too it's in the way or they don't have time like it just seemed like a burden for doing that. So, you know, as an only child and as far as my mom goes, is being an old like taking care of herself, you know, people seem to think it seem it comes off sometimes, especially even part of like being in church. Like you ask for things and it would just seem as a burden sometimes and I never want and that was something as an only child, like I never want to feel my mom to feel like I'm a burden to her anybody so I do my best to be the least burdensome type person and you know I think that in my relationship with people has it's a good and bad thing um but because of not wanting to be a burden I do things I tend to do things on my own and not ask for help and that necessarily isn't always the most healthiest thing like you need to ask for help when you need it so I'm I've been learning that but you know as far as like relating to people and being open it's kind of hard you know you just don't know how sometimes you don't know how um and you know fear of rejection is high um so yeah anyways ending it on a somewhat sadish I'm not here to make it and again I'm not here to make it sound like it's sad and oh oh what was me none of that no I'm just giving you an example of what it was like like just a snippet what it is like to grow up as an only child with a single parent um, and only raised by women, um, who were never, who aren't married or got divorced. So that's what it is. Like that's how I grew up. Um, how I see the world is different than other people who were raised with a two-parent household um, and having siblings and family members. Like the way I see the world, my lenses are a little bit different. Not wrong, but different. And I'm, I'm always willing to admit like, admit, like nowadays, I'm here to admit my faults and lear, learn to work on them and understand that my strengths may seem like they're faults, but they're not. Um, but yeah, a little bit of food for thought. You know, if there's anybody out there who's also a single child, single parent home, I'd like to hear, what do you guys have to say? What was the good thing? What are the, the, the bad things? What did you wish that you had growing up as a single child? either in a single-parent home or a two-parent household anyways again it's only a snippet I'm not here to have a huge discussion because if we were going to like I'd talk to other single children and we could we could talk about things because my growing up compared to somebody else's growing up it's a whole different aspect but anyways that's just a little bit my story hope it was a little interesting didn't have too much to talk about but hey that is me part of me um Let's quickly end it. So I want to end it on a, a somewhat good, happy-ish note. Um, Well, more of a, you know, it's all about growth, really. Like, you know, discussions about, you know, the news and me talking about living as an only child. Like, it's about growth in a sense. Like, I want people to grow an understanding of other people. Like, growing understanding that, you know, just because you grew up a certain way, not everybody grew up that way. You got to be able to understand other people. And yes, you know, you're not here to let them walk over you, but you have to, you have to see two sides There are two sides, to every story, see their point of view, let them understand you and yada, yada. But my thing is, as I said before, those news articles discerning the media. Again, we are at a time where everything is at our grasps. Like right now I have my laptop going, I have my iPad on because i was looking at things and i am talking on my iphone we are in a digital technology age where everything is at our fingertips you want to watch a movie you can watch it on your phone you need to find out about this article you got on your phone you want to um, um record something you could do it on your laptop You need to find out information on something. You do it on your phone. All of it is there at our fingertips. You need to find out the newest media um, stories. You just look it up. Your your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, Snapchat, uh, WhatsApp. You know, they're all, everything is there at your fingertips. It's just one app away. Um, And as far as getting our information, there are so many things out there that as information wise that come across as being you know especially especially since the algorithms are created to to fit your your desires when you're on Facebook when you're on Instagram what you type in what you talk about what you like what you type in on your search engine shows up on your feeds you are being fed things that feel that are tend to think that you are going to like so if you lean a certain way Things that are going to be presented to you are going to show you things that make you happy. You know, if you're a Republican, you're going to get the more conservative issue ideas. You're going to, if you're Democrats, you're going to get the more democratic ideas. If you're liberal, you're going to get these. If you like um, country music, you're going to have country, all these things are tailored to you. And it is now time for people to be more vigilant, more aware that you have to take the time out to dissect everything you take in. You can't just let things come in, read it for face value without taking the time and understanding its source. And not only, not only that, but also understanding that media is there to either fearmonger, make you feel happy, make you feel sad. It is there to, to push on your emotions instead of always looking at and then we tend to look at things with our lenses. If you look at things in the world through a conservative Christian ideal, everything that you bring in is going to be filtered through that. And if you are not willing to take in other things and not willing to see the other side, then that is something that's being fed to you every day. Um, More so than now, you have to be so much more aware of what's going on. And also facts are facts there are no fake I mean it's fake news crap whatever that is facts are facts if there's a video and that is played live and I'm watching it live and these things are put out then that is actual facts I saw it you saw it we see it um to deny it then you're acting you are the one who's in the wrong um as far as that goes that is Preposterous, stupid, it's over the top, I hate it. Um, but I also know that I am, I myself, me, I am required to take the time out and determine what is best, what is actual truth, what is facts, instead of just taking things in and just taking it at face value. Please, please, please discern the media, discern the news, take your time to look up things. Don't just see one side. If you get your news from Fox, get your news from CNN as well. Get your news from MSNBC. Get your news from um, Times. Get your news from Newsweek. Look up other articles. Watch the actual clips. Don't just take things in and not take the time out to look into things. Because nowadays, what it is, is a lot of fear-mongering. You hear it from Trump, um, fear-mongering about the border, fear-mongering about immigrants, fear-mongering about... Um, people that are going to come in and do these things and instead of you know instead of feeding people life you're feeding people death and I don't care what you see it I don't care who you are not just Trump anybody else who's out there speaking rhetoric that is speaking it to people's fear they are wrong and I hope that people you yourself people who are out there that you are filtering things through your morals your values your beliefs But also taking in both sides, not being angry that somebody else thinks differently than you, but taking the time out to listen to them and hopefully they do the same to you. Because nowadays we need to be more aware of what's coming in those ears, what you're looking at through your eyes, and what you say through your mouth. And it's important that we just don't take things for face value. Don't just blurt things out that you don't know about, but also be aware that there are people out there who are more aware and more. Um, who are more intelligent who have more um, have more knowledge than you and certain things sit back and listen Um, I just want to say that because you know we have our elections politics and things that are coming up soon and there's going to be a lot of rhetoric and there's going to be a lot of tit for tat and there's going to be a lot of yelling and there's going to be a lot of this but I just want people to sit down and just if you know that you're in the wrong admit it if you know that your facts are wrong admit it and then let it go this is it we live in a time where things are just thrown at us and we're just supposed to take it and leave it no be vigilant, be diligent be all of those and hopefully you'll be able to come to the conclusion that you feel at peace that lines up with your beliefs your values your morals but also doesn't you don't throw those things against other people if they're in the wrong hopefully you're able to make them not make them help them understand that maybe this is incorrect and help them understand in a gentle gentle and calming way you know um yeah anyways just want to let you guys know that like hey take time out do those things understand your own know your own values your own morals what lines up with you what makes you feel at peace and go into a world with those those lenses and understanding like you're if you're out to love people that's what your lenses should be and if you're out for loving and not being ignorant that's what your lens should be be wise take your time out listen to other people do something different try something new watch a new tv show hear somebody else's opinion and keep your mouth quiet and listen anyways that's it for this week um I'm going to see you guys next week. Um, yeah, I have a couple of things that I want to talk about. So next time, hopefully, I'll have one of my friends, Holly, coming in. And maybe Crystal will just have a couple of banter. Because it's always nice to have somebody else to talk to instead of, you know, talking to my phone. Anyways, guys, a little bit of an outro song. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it'll be an outro song that hopefully you'll like. Peace, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.